You're tainting my audio track. Hi, welcome to welcome to Bad Kitty Media Pod, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Uh, I'm Ace, and today's episode topic is going to be conspiracy theories. Yeah, and right before we get started, I'm just going to plug in our new Patreon tier. Uh, it's for podcast listeners only. It's a little bit cheaper than all the others, so you don't have to deal with all the BS. <laughs> um, so go check that out on our Instagram and our, on our website, uh, and you can also help support us on Anchor. Uh, to start this episode off, I'm going to have to start with a disclaimer. So a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today may be a little offensive, and we're not we're not trying to offend anyone. We are just trying to discuss these conspiracy theories, and none of this is a reflection of our personal beliefs or Unless values. we say so. Yeah, unless we say so, this is not anything that we believe. We're just discussing ideas that we have seen and heard about. Okay, first one. Okay, so Andy, you've heard of like Jamestown, right? You know, one of the first colonies in the United States by the by Britain, right? No, okay. but I'll say yes. We, that's irrelevant <laughs> to the story, but Jamestown is like one of the first, you know, actual colonies that we know about. But there was another colony called the Roanoke Colony, and it's off the coast of, I think, North Carolina. And this one was actually founded or started even before Jamestown. I think it was one of the first uh, colonies that the Britain had tried to make on this continent. In it started out early 1580s, I believe. And there was a expedition to this island. It's like a little tiny island off the coast, and you know they set up a little camp, you know, some people, just men. It was not like a very sustainable colony. And after a while, like less than a year, I believe. They ran out of all their supplies. So it got bad and they had to abandon this camp. Some political BS happened and you know, the, the guy, I think his name was White. He had to leave the colony because they had to abandon it. He went back to England and this colony was suffering. Basically abandoned, came back many years later and they started another colony. Uh, same governor and it was just a slightly different situation. They actually brought women and children along and on the second colony, they uh, obviously still didn't have enough supplies, as they usually do. And they messed up their relations with the Native Americans on the island because they were like, kidnapping them and like, forcefully getting them, you know, to help them out. Like, oh, we kidnapped your leader, how about you give us food type of thing. Like, it was bad. Eventually, that gets even worse, like the first colony, where they, they're running out of supplies and it's bad. Expedition leader White had to go back to uh, England uh, for some reason or another. I believe he was going back to get more supplies. And there was a Spanish war with England at the time. So he got held up for three years. Couldn't come back to the colony. When he comes back, there was no evidence that the colony was there. It was gone. There was no buildings. There was no colony. There was no settlement. The only thing that he found was a tree with the word. There was a word carved into a tree. I think it was called... Croatoan. Croatoan. Yes, there we go. Which is another island. The word Croatoan carved into a tree. There's been many like bits of evidence that have shown that we can't find the colony. There's nothing there. It, there's a possibility that it's been eroded away by sea, but you know there wasn't very many expeditions to go find it either. They just kind of went there, didn't find the colony, saw the word Croatoan, and did a little bit of looking around, but Pretty much all the people in that colony are accounted for. Unaccounted for, sorry. Yeah, unaccounted for. And they, uh, there's a bunch of theories going around that it was a disease, that it was like a rampage by the local natives. But some of the problems with those theories is that there were no bodies or destructive of property. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's one of the big issues with those theories. 
And another issue with those stairs is if they had time to word the road, uh, write the word the, onto the tree, they had enough time to write the uh, the symbol that they had. I think it was a type of cross. That that colony had a, a symbol that they would have left if they were in trouble or if they had to leave through distress. So they and would they, have had time to do that. They would have had time to do that, and they didn't. And there would have been some evidence of the colony there beforehand if they had been taken out, which is pretty weird. Like. I guess the theory that I most believe in is that they, they moved to a different um, tribe. Like they found a tribe that was more willing to help them and they kind of just disappeared off of that colony and burned all their bridges basically. They're like, oh, England left us. Let's just join this tribe and like completely not help us. Like not give them any insight as to where we went. I don't know, it could be something else. We still don't know. And that's the weirdest thing about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's so many different things that could have happened, you know? It's been so long, like all the evidence would be gone. They didn't mount any real expeditions to find them anytime soon after all of like the useful evidence is gone. Right. Um, I've even heard theories spanning as far as saying there were creatures in the woods and that they basically chased off all the settlers and that Croatoan is like the word that they use to describe that creature. Yeah, I, I kind of like that one. I do too, especially like it would kind of be a nice justice story. Because those settlers, the first time around and the second time around, they massacred and abused the natives on that land. So it'd be nice, kind of sweet moment of victory if a creature came and like, oh, you're treating our people like this? Okay. It just wipes them off the face of the earth. A little after Jamestown was fully established. The, the government saw this and they're like, oh, that didn't work. We need to try again. And then they actually did slightly better next time around. So speaking of the government, let's talk about JFK. This particular theory is that the JFK assassination was headed by the CIA. I'm not really sure why they think that, like what connection the CIA would have to wanting JFK dead, but it's a fairly popular theory. Like this is one of the most popular theories in America. Um, along with the moon landing not being real. Yeah, along with the moon landing. Over 1,000 books have been written about the Kennedy assassination, and 90% of those support the view that there was a conspiracy involving the CIA. So it's... The, the people in America call it the mother of all conspiracies because it's like one of the most popular ones, you know? Everyone knows about the JFK assassination, right? Let's... Take a look at the reason they think he wasn't acting alone is because there was another gunman along with Lee Harvey Oswald. In 1964, the Warren Commission concluded that Oswald acted alone in the assassination of Kennedy. But in 1979, the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy that Oswald did not act alone. So this is fully confirmed that that's what they believe. The reason they think that is because there was another, that if you listen to the audio of the video of the assassination, you hear more than one shot. And they think that there's another gunman along with him that got away and was never caught. I guess one of the, um, one of the more main, re uh, one of the main reasons why people think that this is a conspiracy, well, obviously because it's been confirmed that the government knows it's not just Oswald. But because a lot of the documents relating to this were extended, I 
had a release date that was set like decades after the event. So most of the lawyers and people involved would never be alive to see it. Um, it they were actually supposed to be released in October 26, 2017. It was 15,834 assassination related documents that were supposed to be released. Um, but that was extended by Donald Trump um, for national security reasons, as it always is until I think 2021. But you know, you know how it is. It's probably gonna get extended again for national security reasons. And it's probably gonna get stuck in a loop. Oh, we're never gonna see these documents ever. Yeah, and I have a feeling that the reason they're not releasing it is because in 1998, the Assassination Records Review Board, which I believe is separate from the like main government, unearthed consistencies in the prior investigations. Inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Yeah. So like certain things just didn't add up and the way they reported and investigated the assassination just wasn't they didn't go by the book and it caused not faking of evidence but inconsistent evidence you know yeah whenever there's inconsistent evidence even if it isn't from a conspiracy it definitely is something you need to pay attention to because it means they either were negligent on purpose or on accident and even if it's on accident that's not good yeah and they're thinking it was on purpose because um, some of the photos of Kennedy after the shot, so of his brain and of his body. Um, if you, one of the one of the analysts for the military that took a look at that, he was like, "Yeah, that's not JFK." <laughs> he was like, just like straight up. He's like, "Yeah, that's not even that's not even him." That's a different dude. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that is what influences people to believe conspiracies like this. Well, and the amount of pop culture. There's a there's a show on Hulu. Uh, there's I forgot the day, but the day that he was assassinated, which is eleven twenty. Uh, shoot, what day was he assassinated? I'll restart once I figure out the day he was assassinated. <laughs> oh, eleven twenty two sixty three. So JFK was assassinated eleven twenty two sixty three. Hold on, hold on. Eleven twenty two is the day. Yes. Twelve thirty p.m. CST on Friday, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I guess one of the reasons why this is so popular is because of the, the pop culture references. There's a, there's a show on Hulu with James Franco. Very well-known actor. If you don't know who James Franco is, I'm sorry. But the show is called 11 which is the day that he was assassinated. And this whole show is about this man who goes back in time and tries to figure out the assassination. Not very feasible, but, you know, it's just so, like ingrained in our public consciousness that even if it does get resolved which i don't think it will i don't think it'll ever be out of like the idea or the realm of conspiracy just because of how ingrained it is kind of like the roswell incident yeah i believe that especially because going back to what i said earlier of how many books were written about this particular topic um, you said nine thousand or nine hundred uh one thousand oh. and then ninety percent of them are about conspiracies so nine hundred about conspiracies about dang um so move on or do you want to keep talking about this yeah i think we should move on So, Andy, for our next story, I'm going to have to lead by asking you a question. You know how there's all kinds of different conspiracies, and you know how you can't really trust your government, or even your phone or big tech. But one thing you can trust is that today is September 28th, 2021 BC. I mean, AD. 
right? You can trust that. No, you can't. Everything's fabricated. Nothing exists. Exactly. <laughs> the date is fake. Yes, everything is fake. Um, so what we're going to be talking about next is false history. Um, the idea that there was a section of time that was completely fabricated um, back when the calendar was originally founded and we started to use it consistently. The Gregorian calendar is what we... The, the transition from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, I believe. Right. And so the phantom time hypothesis is a historical conspiracy theory asserted by... I'm not going to try saying that. Um, first published in 1991. Otto III? No. Oh. Herbert Illig. Iliad? Illig. Illig. Illigi. <laughs> it hypothesizes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III. Uh, I see. And possibly blah, 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 to fabricate Anno Domini dating system retroactively in order to place them at a special year of AD 1000. So, literally, what that means is that they wanted to be edgy and they wanted to be in the thousandth year of the calendar. And so they fabricated. Um, 297 years in the early middle, uh, in the early middle ages so that they could be in the thousands. That's literally what they did. Well, that, and there's this historical character called Charlemagne. He's a very well-known historical character. I didn't know about him very well before this, but he's a huge roster of things he's done. You know, there's, he's like very idolized. And a lot of the idea behind this theory is that the the church or, you know, the people in power, mainly the church, you know, fabricated this time. And the emperor, the, Roland, the Holy Roman Emperor fabricated this time and, you know, gave, made up these stories about Charlemagne in order to, like, bring up their reputation in history. Like, oh, look what our, like, look what we did type of thing you know and if you have 300 years of just nothing going on to play with you can really bump up your rep and there's a whole like this is not like a simple story to cover a period of time this is like detailed out coverage like there's a whole carolingian dynasty that took place during this time and um it involved charlemagne right and so he had they came up with like autographs of all of the rulers of this time and all this other stuff. Um, and then Pippin, Arnulf, Metza, Pippin the First, Grimald. Sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. But all of these people would theoretically be fabricated because they all took place during this time that was added to the calendar. And it actually kind of blows my mind the way they. I guess the this this German dude. I don't want to try pronouncing his name. The way he, I guess, came across this idea, Herbert Illig, he, oh, that's, that's not that bad. Um, what he did is he looked at the calendar and with the calendar, the Julian calendar, they kept losing days after thousands of years of, like hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of years, more like a few hundred. They eventually were like 13 days behind on the calendar because a year isn't perfect. So it got to the point where the church wanted um, Easter to lie on the spring equinox, and it was 13 days behind. But when they adjusted it to the Gregorian calendar, they only shifted it 10 days, which doesn't add up because they were only supposed to be 13 days off. So this author started looking at documents and started looking at calendars and concluded that, you know, in order for that to have worked, they had to have modified the calendar sometime before. 
and then he started looking at this time period. I think it was 16, 614 AD to 911 AD, give or take 10, 20 years, because, you know, timelines are rough. Um, in this timeline, there wasn't very many documents. There was hardly any buildings built. There wasn't any architectural advancements. You know, there was almost nothing except, you know, the big stuff, the big swaths of history that they know about. But they didn't have, like, documents or rental agreements or, like, all kinds of little nitty-gritty things. So that's what led him to this conclusion. However, do you think this one's real, Andy? Yeah, easily. I think the government does stuff like this all the time. And this, the, the people who did this may not be our current government, but they're still a government. And again, to me, they seem like edgy teenagers that just wanted to be in the thousands. Like, to me, that seems totally plausible. I think it's plausible, but I don't think it's for the edginess. I think it's the church executing you're, control. You're telling me if you didn't have the power to choose what year you'd be in, you wouldn't choose like... 2222. I would change the calendar from 2021 AD to 12,021 HE. Moving the calendar 10,000 years back because I don't like the idea of making the calendar based off of Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't. So I would just change, I'd put a one in front of it and be like, all right, 12,021 human era. I don't think. That's how I would change it. I think it's like, I fully think they were just trying to be edgy and just wanted to be part of the thousands. So you want to be a one like, club. What else would be, like, what else would they do that for? Like, there's no other reason. Reputation. Reputation to do what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly. Well, then, like, then, then maybe you can argue <laughs> if they had no other reason other than edginess, wouldn't the more simple and easy explanation be that this was the Dark Ages, because the time that was missing was the Dark Ages, and no one did anything during the Dark Ages. So, of course, there's not records or, you know, historical and technological yeah, advancement. true. I don't know. I just think they had the power, so they could, so they did. Like Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. It's similar to power. When you have power and you can do things, you will do things. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think I think it's plausible. Fairly. Plausible. I'll give this. I'll give this one a solid plausible. <laughs> solid plausible. Solid ten out of plausible. <laughs> uh, solid middle of the scale. Five out of ten. Okay. So Aiden. Oh no. What is it like? Growing up in a cult. You mean uh, hanging out with you in high school? Yes, precisely. In a cult. <laughs> I have a feeling you're talking about the fact that I used to hang out with Freemasons all the time. Specifically, his dad was a Freemason. So, how many government conspiracies were you a part of? So, I, I was just the guy who came in and helped make food. All the Masons knew me as a little ace. They're like, oh, hey, Ace, how you doing? I walk in, they're like, oh, hey, what's up? I was just chill in the back, you know, on my phone or on a tablet or like reading a book. I'd help my dad prep for meals. And that's my, my entire like experience with the Freemasons is just like, think of a college fraternity, but old men who don't really know how to do anything. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, this next conspiracy theory is about the Freemasons. Um, if 
you guys haven't heard about the Freemasons, there's all kinds of theories about them, like how um, they have their own religion, about how um, they have influences in the government, about how they worship like dark deities, um, stuff like that. And that they're associated with the Illuminati, which is something that, you know, a lot of people hear about. Yeah, they, yeah. They are, in fact, the oldest, quote-unquote, secret society. So, you know, they do get a reputation for that, because they are the oldest fraternity in a secret society. And a lot of the rituals are supposedly secret. Maybe my perspective is kind of off, because, like, it's kind of an open secret. I already know most of the stuff that happens there. But it is a little secretive. And a lot of people believe that they, um, like Andy said, influential different governments, especially the United States government. And a lot of reason for that is because Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover, and numerous other presidents and founding fathers were all members of Freemasons. So what you were saying is they did have influence on the government, but not in the way people usually think. Yes, because uh, this organization was very sim like symbolic and had a lot of uh, a lot of its ideologies are logic and reason and the betterment of men. So a lot of these ideologies were obviously influential to the founding fathers, but it is possible that it played like a bigger role than just oh we're part of this fraternity and we're starting the United States. Like there's a good chance that a lot of the mem the global membership kind of so let's pulled look, some strings. You let's know? look at the list of people that who have been part of it so ben franklin george washington andrew jackson winston churchill franklin d roosevelt edgar j hoover presidents um like other presidents that we haven't listed voltaire he's very influential in the actual revolution of the united states voltaire voltaire yeah john wayne mozart and houdini so those people are kind of all over the board, but the idea is lots of very powerful people were part of it. Um, again, I'm gonna say it again, same thing as the last topic with the time. Do you know what this reminds me of? What does this remind you of? This reminds me of a bunch of edgy teenagers oh my <laughs> who want to be part of like a secret cult. And so they just make their own and they go and like hang out in like the bathrooms during lunch and then, <laughs> like that's what this reminds me of well this i guess cult organization is actually started in 1717 from stonemasons who had uh who had for many decades been like meeting together in these lodges and uh, eventually they became what we call speculative masons where they they met for non trade related reasons and then eventually it started a grand lodge in 1717 and a lot of people believe the influence of this was actually the Knights Templar from centuries earlier. They think that the, the seeds of the Knights Templar um, were planted, um, you know, when the, when the people escaped and eventually that formed into the Freemasons, which is where a lot of like the whole conspiracy comes from is that like, oh, this, this is a very long winded organization that's had many forms over the years and has just reached its final form as the Freemasons, which have influenced the New World Order the United States is the most powerful country in the world at the moment, and it was heavily influenced by the Freemasons. So a lot of people think that they have some heavy power because of that. Yeah, but if you look at the members like Winston Churchill and Voltaire, like it's not necessarily just the United States. It could be other places, and they're yeah. just kind of all over the place influencing 
everything to become Especially in. Europe. It's mainly yeah. the Western world. Okay, okay. That's what I was going to ask, because I was going to ask if it's mainly the U.S. or if it's mainly like the U.K. I think like that. now it's the U.S., but previously to that, it was uh, Scotland is where it started, uh, where a lot of the groups started, and then London was where the first Grand Lodge started. So it's it's mainly centered, about, centered around French and English-speaking Western countries. Okay, so do you guys worship, and I'm going to give you a list here, Lucifer, Satan, Baal, Baphomet, I'm not going to try saying that, <laughs> Rahu, or Osiris? No, I do not. You sure? Why? I don't know, I'm just reading off a list here of people that... Have, <laughs> well, I'm like, not a Freemason. Deities. But did they? No, actually, they, they had no stipulations about religion going in other than, and I quote, that you believe in God. That's it? That's it. But then again, I wasn't a member, so they were probably being like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are cool. And they're like, no, as long as you believe in God, you're cool. <laughs> like, that's basically what they told me. But they, they don't make you believe in a particular God, but they are very religiously based. Okay, okay. They're kind of like, in the beginning at least, they were anti-establishment in the sense that like their whole thing was like to think about logic and reason and bettering yourself outside of the hold of the church while also still believing in God and his or her or its divine influence. But that's still an outsider's perspective. I've never read the ritual books or been to like a grand lodge. I've only been to small chapters in Las Cruces. So if they've never, if they're not associated with the Illuminati, then like, how does the Illuminati play into this? Well, they actually were very heavily associated with the Illuminati. The Illuminati was started, I think B Bavaria, it's a country in Europe, around 1776, which is a very, very influential year. That's that's the year right before the United States was founded. We'll come back to that. Um, these people had similar ideologies and beliefs. They, they were under a very strict uh, church state where the church had a lot of control over media and thought. And they came together as a group to champion reason, logic, and against the censorship of the church. And a lot of their members came directly from the Freemasons. So this group of the Illuminati, who were mainly in this country, intermingled and was very closely associated with the Freemasons at the time in that area. So that's where that comes from. But the Illuminati uh, secret societies were actually banned in that country, like less than a decade later, and the Illuminati quote-unquote fizzled out. Uh, so a lot of people believe that they live on through the Freemasons. Like, oh, okay, okay. So that's where that uh, association comes from. Okay, and so um, there's no actual evidence that the Illuminati still exists. No, there's no records in the Freemasons, well, at least public records. There's no public records in the Freemasons that they existed after that span because it was well documented. However, um, you know, just because there's no records in it doesn't mean that they actually so what you're saying is everything was normal in the Freemasons? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All my experiences, everything was normal. Except on Tuesdays. What? What happens on Tuesdays? Anyways, 9-11 was an inside job. Do I need to elaborate? Yes. Okay. So I had the reason I put this on the list is because I had a high school teacher. Fairly sure he was insane. I'm not going to say his name on the podcast. We'll call him Mr. Pumpkin. Mr. Um, Pumpkin? Yeah, Mr. Pumpkin. Okay, fair enough. He, one, one of the times when 9-11 came around, he went on this huge rant about how 
he thought 9-11 was an inside job and specifically how he believed that when they made the, the towers, they designed them to be destroyed. And they like painted the inside walls with explosive paint. Like this is something he talked about in school. <laughs> oh yeah, in public school, like, okay guys, yeah, you yeah. see this paint? It explodes. Yeah, no, that's exactly how he was. He like, he put up like pictures on the big screen TV and he like, his eyes got all big and he like, he, he was a really short teacher too. And so like, he wobbled around <laughs> yeah. and he like pointed at the TV and he would like walk around and get all close to the students and then walk back to the TV. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was straight up crazy. It was amazing. I actually had a teacher, he was not as passionate about 9-11 being an inside job, but he did, his whole thing was like, doubt everything. Cause he was an anarchist. You know exactly what teacher I'm talking about. But his whole thing is don't trust anything. Don't trust <laughs> anything that anyone has told you ever, no matter what, if they stand the game. So during a 9-11 class, he was like raising like little like doubts, you know, he's yeah. like, you see this? And you know, he wouldn't directly say that it was an inside job cause I don't think he believes it was, but he believes that there's something shady. So in defense of Mr. Pumpkin. Um, and Mr. Baldhead. Mr. Baldhead. Um, at the end, he went on like that for the whole class, and at the end of the class, I wasn't fed up. I, I thought it was kind of cool, but at the same time, I rose my hand and I was like, how do we know that any of this is legit? Like, you could just be telling us random stuff and expecting us to believe it because you're a teacher. And he goes, and he points at me and his eyes get all big again. He goes, that was the whole point of this lesson. You're supposed to question everything. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, so he led you into a Yeah, trip. so he, he wasn't being entirely serious about it. He just wanted us to think openly about things. Um, now, he did offer up an assignment, at the, an optional assignment at the end of that class. And he was like, come up with like conspiracy theories and supporting evidence for it and then write a paper about it. And I didn't do it. But it wasn't, <laughs> even if it wasn't optional, you wouldn't have done it, let's be honest. But, um, it, no, he was a good teacher. Uh, I just wanted to bring this up because of that instance, you know. Um, so let's talk about a couple of the different theories surrounding 9-11. Um, and this is one that I especially want to point out. This is not, we are not necessarily saying we believe in any of these conspiracies. We are not condoning what happened or anything like that. So yeah, the dis disclaimer. So the two most popular theories behind 9-11 um, is not necessarily the government having a direct hand in it, but almost a absent hand. So the first theory that they have is called LIHOP. I know that sounds weird, but it stands for let it happen on purpose. And it suggests that key individuals within the government had at least some foreknowledge of the attacks and deliberately ignored or actively weakened the United States defenses to ensure hijacked flights were not intercepted. So they they knew it was going to happen, but they purposely did not do anything to stop it. That's one of the first theories about this. Yeah, and we have, um, what's it called? A, uh, no, what's called NORAD. It's a North American Aerospace Defense Command. And, you know, we can get fighter jets Especially on the East Coast, where there's military bases everywhere, you can get fighter jets to places in incredibly fast times. Faster than we probably even know, because you know the government's tight-lipped about that. A common uh, theory that's part of the LIHOP explanation that they let it happen on purpose is the United States has this thing called the North American Aerospace Defense Command, 
no rad. And this uh, command allows um, fighter jets to intercept flights almost anywhere in the country, especially on the East Coast, incredibly fast. So if someone gets hijacked or if a plane is going into places it shouldn't be, these fighter jets can be there and shoot the plane down or escort it. And a theory is that they issued a stand down order to these jets or they deliberately scrambled the fighter jets late to allow the hijacked planes to reach the targets without any interference. So basically, you know, they had the capability of shooting these planes down, but they didn't, and they let the towers fall for this reason. Yeah, and so then the second most popular is called MIHOP. Yeah, they're like hop acronyms. Um, so MIHOP stands for Made It Happen On Purpose. And the idea of this is that key individuals within the government planned the attacks and collaborated with or framed Al-Qaeda in carrying them out. Um, so this is a more direct hand in it. They believe that the government actively wanted the towers gone and they collaborated with others to do it in order to make it look like it wasn't them. Yeah. So basically they orchestrated it to further their goals, which was war in the Middle East. Whereas the first one seems, at least to me, a lot more likely that they got wind of this and they just let it happen because they're like, hey, wait a second, this, this benefits us. If we just look the other way for 20 minutes, like, you know, it'll happen and then we have our excuse. Yeah, and a lot of people, this was like the big event that made the war on Al-Qaeda go crazy, right? Yeah. And so they, a lot of people think that this was their excuse to basically go after them. Um, and that they were planning it for a long time. Yeah, because like if you're gonna sell a war in a continent hundreds of thousands of hundreds hundreds of hundreds of thousands of miles away, it's not that far, but you know, if you're gonna sell a war to the American people who are paying for it and already paid outrageous amount of taxes sometimes, you need something to unify you guys. It's kinda like with World War Two. You know, like no one a lot of the United States didn't want to get involved in World War Two. Until Pearl Harbor, when we got directly attacked and then everyone was on board. Yeah. So the idea is that the same thing happened with 9-11. Like, once we had an attack on soil, then everyone's on board. So that if was, you just let that happen, you're in the clear. Yeah, they thought the same thing, the same lie hop method, let it happen on purpose. They, saw, they thought the same thing about uh, Pearl Harbor. The other theories behind this is that they're just crazy theories, like that... Freemasons had a hand in it. The Illuminati. The Freemasons destroyed the Twin Towers. Yeah, the Illuminati had a hand in it. Uh, all the other popular theories are pretty far out ones. Um, like, the, like a lot of the theories we hear are like in like can supplement the lie hop and my hop theories. Like, oh, there's explosive paint, or it was rigged so it could fall down more easily. Those are pretty yeah. good supplements as evidence to the first two main ideas which is lie hop and my hop but then there's some other like outrageous stuff that just yeah there are no people sense. who believe that it never even happened and it was all fabricated the towers never existed yeah and then there's a lot of i guess a lot of this is shrouded in mystery because like the pentagon incident happened the same day where a plane hit the pentagon and a lot of people are very skeptical of that because like, how does a small aluminum piece of like round aluminum thing break through stories of just bomb-proof cement. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't the Pentagon a bomb shelter? Oh yeah. Isn't it currently still? So, yeah, I've heard that one as well. The same teacher, Mr. Pumpkin, did the same conspiracy theories on that. He didn't go as in-depth as 9-11, but the same idea. Yeah, like, these buildings were designed to be durable. Yeah, and he went into, like, how he thinks that the 9-11 towers were designed to fall vertically. 
Well, they were designed to fall vertically. Or they, yeah, no, they were designed to fall vertically, but they didn't or something like that, right? Well, one of them did. One of them fell perfectly the way it was designed to fall. So it decreased collateral damage at the top and it just sunk down. The second one, because it was hit lower, the top of it started going vertically, but then the weight distribution, it collapsed to the side and then went down, uh, went down off center. Okay. But they were in fact designed to do that, but I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing. What what I've heard is, no, but what my point was, they're designed to go down vertically, right? Yes. And so when they built them, they were designed to fall apart easier. Oh, when they come I see. Down. That's, that was my point that I was trying to make. Okay, I see. So oh. instead of being designed to be durable and then fall vertically, they were designed to fall vertically like Easily, very specifically, like paper, okay, right. I see. Um, In a very specific way that would be yeah. conducted, conducive of getting hit by an airplane for this particular theory. Right, which kind of ties into explosive paint, because if they have explosive paint, they're obviously being designed to get destroyed. Well, Andy, uh, you, you know that um, rocket fuel can melt steel beams? Can or can't? Can't. That was the same argument that Mr. Pumpkin made, actually, I believe, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I, I don't remember that far back all too well. Yeah, jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to, to completely melt steel beams, Andy. I don't know. I don't... I'm not going to state my opinion on this. That's not an opinion. Like, I if, don't if you look up... No, 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 no. I'm not saying okay. it's opinion. I'm just saying... Okay. I'm not going to state my opinion because I don't necessarily believe in this. We're not, <laughs> yeah, we're not civil engineers, and we... This is one of the theories we don't really believe in. I wasn't there. Yeah. So... <laughs> you, were, you were alive. I wasn't even alive. I was alive, but I wasn't, like, consciously alive. <laughs> so according to my perspective in the universe, 9-11 never happened. The Twin Towers never existed, so it is irrelevant. <laughs> it is irrelevant. <laughs> Just like the stars and planets. Gosh, Sherlock. <laughs> oh, it exists outside of my sphere of influence? Irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but you also can't see the rest of the Earth. So does that mean that the rest of the Earth is irrelevant and doesn't exist? Yes, she is. She. Earth is she. She's irrelevant. Just to interject, you guys, um, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, Instagram, or website yet, you should definitely do that. Our website has all of our different uh, services. Services, yes. Website has all of the services available from Bad Kitty Media, like digital art design, photography, videography, and logo design. Um, our Patreon involves... All of our, the photos and videos that we are not allowed to post on our Instagram because of community guidelines. Censorship. Censorship. <laughs> and also photos that are avail that we will make available on there for, from our podcast. Yeah. So a video of Josh doing a gate flip on his fridge. Um, some alien photos from a couple episodes ago when Ace and Joshy did the alien episode. Photos and of the Twin Towers going down. And explosive paint, you know. A ton of other stuff. Oh, yeah. So if you guys are interested in any of that, go check out our Patreon peer. You guys can also support us on Anchor. Uh, we have a support option. You can just give us some donations on there. And yeah, back to the episode. Oh, man, Andy, this episode has got me pretty exhausted. I think uh, I think I'm tired of Las Cruces. You know, like, I hear about all these conspiracy theories, but none of them happen near here. I think I'm going to have to travel across the globe to, like, Japan or something and see if anything crazy happens. There. Well, actually, Aiden, you don't have to travel around anything because the Earth is actually flat. Don't tell me you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, of course. Australia doesn't exist. What, you actually think people live down under? No, that's all fake. I, I, I know someone in Australia. No, they're a paid actor. They, they better be getting paid well because I've seen their house. Dude, the amount of the cool houses you can get in Australia are so much nicer than the ones down here. 
So the word is that Britain used to send off prisoners to Australia or an island down under to literally execute them. Yeah, so and so they fabricated this entire island when in reality, like that they would send them to. Australia's big, bigger than an island, Tommy. But in reality, they would just kill them. Okay, so you're saying that not only does Australia not exist, but that it is possible that the earth is flat and that Australia was created by Britain no, as an excuse. <laughs> the as idea, an excuse to the kill idea of Australia was created by Britain as an excuse to kill its prisoners instead of being humane, which sending them to a far off island anyway isn't humane, but regardless. Why, why do you think that the Australia doesn't exist? Why, why, why could the earth be flat? Uh, I don't actually believe that. It's just that. Yeah, same. But, but, okay, let's keep going in with this. So, f but I guess that's, that's a very relevant conspiracy theory nowadays. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, the earth is flat. You know, we live on a, a flat disc with like the stars going around on a thing. Yeah, people will literally go out of their way to tell you that Australia doesn't exist. Like, they will literally say things like, okay, if you get on a flight to Australia, they don't fly you to Australia, they fly you somewhere else. And I quote, take you to a giant theme park that looks like Australia to make you believe Australia exists. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is an actual thing that people believe. Also that Wyoming doesn't exist? Oh no, these these are steps not the same. It's parallel jokes that are conspiracies. Like, it's a joke that Wyoming doesn't exist, and then there's a joke uh, in Germany that there's a there's a city called Byfield that they joke about going... Oh. You know how, like, in America we have a joke? Oh, Wyoming doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's what I mean by that. So Wyoming doesn't exist, it's a joke, and in Germany they have a similar thing, there's a town of 300,000 people that ever it's like an in-joke, an open secret, like, oh, Byfield doesn't exist. Oh. Or like, how we all make jokes about Ohio. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So the Australia... over Ohio. Yeah. Australia <laughs> is part of the, the Flat Earth conspiracy, and Wyoming and Byfield are just in-jokes of countries. But like, why do people believe this? Like, why do people believe that the Earth is flat? I don't know, because like, there's this idea called Occam's Razor, which is that all other things in the theories being equal, the most simple, most simple explanation is the better one. In order for you to believe that the Earth is flat, you not only have to believe that NASA and all the other space agencies have had to, for decades, fake so much stuff, and you have to believe that for decades they've had to continually, consistently fake Australia, and you have to believe against all the laws of science that we have established so far to make a disc or a globe that contains all the stars that we see when it would just be an easier and more like accurate explanation to assume that the earth is round because if the earth is round we live on a rotating ball that orbits another star and if it's flat then the entire space the entire like image of our universe means has to be rewritten and for centuries, we have known that Earth is round, or at the very least, that we live in an object that is not flat. You and know, this like, ties into space theories and moon theories, how they say that it didn't actually happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you look at, we have a little graphic here that we'll include on our Patreon, so you guys should go check that out. Check out our Patreon. Um, essentially what this is, is it's a photo or a picture drawn up by one Orlando Ferguson in the 1893s. And it's basically a, what would that be, concave it's, earth? Yeah. And it's on a big square, 
and each corner is headed by an angel. That's basically what he drew. I think part of what this is based off of is the Bible. Um, if you hear some flat earthers talking, they base it off the Bible and they say, okay, well, the Bible said that the earth is a wax stamp that is curled up at the edges, is flat and then curled up at the edges. And I think, you know, the Bible says that, but I think they're taking it far too literally. Yeah. And they're like, okay, it must actually look like that because that's basically the picture that this guy drew out is it basically is flat with curved concave edges, right? Um, and the equator being the lowest point, and then the poles, the south pole being stretched around the outside, and the north pole just being like a, a hump in the middle that is at the same level. Right. So um, it preserves, I guess, the map that we have, because, you know, map, flat maps don't accurately describe a round object, and we know Earth is curved. So this kind of explains the curvature, but it's kind of a roundabout way of getting the curvature that we experience. Right. But yeah, so that's, this is the model that was first presented for flat earthers. Um, but nowadays there's all kinds of theories. Um, there are some pictures that make it look like it's a floating island, like out in the middle of space. There are some pictures that make it look, um, I don't even know what else, like actually flat. And then like there's some- disc earth. Yeah, disc earth. And then there's some, where it's like a disc and then it has a globe around it for all the stars and the constellations to rotate around us. You know, there, there's all kinds of different theories. And a lot of people believe that we don't go to Antarctica because that's the end, you know, that's just the end wasteland and they yeah. pre prevent us from going to Antarctica because that's the ice cap that surrounds the earth. Yeah, and it goes back to like when exploring the oceans was big. And they were like, oh, you can't sail that way too far. You might fall off the earth. Like, <laughs> it's that kind of thinking that they still hold on to. Yeah, I think out of all these theories, the flat earth one is like the least plausible. Cause like, yeah. I can see the 9-11 kind of having some backing, you know, the JFK a lot, you know, Roanoke colony is more of like a mystery than a conspiracy. Freemasonry, like I don't see very much, but flat earth, like that one, I just don't see any like validity in. Cause yeah, so my, I have a little story. My dad works for NASA and he has literally helped design and head the some of the spacecrafts and the uh, satellites that are currently in orbit. And I remember after some of the spacecrafts got back down, he brought home these materials, these like square materials, and they were materials that had been cut off the spacecraft and off the, um, the suits that they used. So they had actually been in space and he has those scraps. Really and cool. so like, you like, you can see the damage on them. Like, it's cool. It's really cool. How do you know the government didn't just grab a blowtorch and you know, burn the boxes for you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you know your dad isn't in on it and he's like, oh, my son needs to believe the earth is round. Yeah, he burn this totally like be in on it. But yeah, no. Um, so what experience with flat earthers do you have? I've actually I've never interacted with someone who legitimately believes the Earth's really? flat ever. You are lucky. I am not lucky. I just surround myself by people who have critical thinking skills. Yeah, but when you're forced to be in high school, you don't have a choice to be around those people. So not to brag. There's this one kid. I had him in English. Well, I had him in a lot of classes. Do I know him? Yeah, you do. We're going to call him Tom Tom. And he is a legitimate flat earther. <laughs> in the middle of class he said like an offhand comment and I like he sat behind me and I like turned around and looked at him I was like are you serious and he was like 
And he went off on me. He like kept talking about how it's flat and like how you can't, like if you go up somewhere high, you can't see the curvature of the earth and like all this other stuff. Like they are whack. Like flat earthers are whack. I don't get what they're, where they're coming from. I respect the hustle, but I do not respect. The I don't respect the hustle either. There's no hustle there. Yeah, there is a hustle. You're trying to sell something that can't be sold. You know, they would be great salesmen. If they're trying to get us to buy into something that's so false and they're good at it, because a lot of people they're, believe it's so bad. They're it's good like, enough at it. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, they're, they're just something else. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, I've had several experiences with flat earthers. I, I kind of wish I had now. That sounds like an interesting conversation to have. Maybe the celebrity imposters have something to do with flat earthers. How would celebrities not being who they say they are have anything to do with flat earth? I don't know, but. <laughs> so you go with Paul McCartney first. Okay. So one of the more prominent like celebrity imposter stories is Paul McCartney of the the Beatles. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Beatles. They're a very small band that you know existed a few decades ago. You know the Beatles. Um, Paul McCartney was one of the members, and there's this idea that he had actually died in a car accident in 1966, who was replaced by a lookalike. A lot of people say a guy named William Chapel. Don't know who that is because Paul McCartney didn't die. But the idea is that he did die in that car accident, and most of it, most of the evidence behind this is you know photos of Paul McCartney looking like slightly different, which can easily be attributed to age, but he does look slightly different. Uh, a lot of it is just in the music, you know, in the song Sgt. Pepper and in Strawberry Fields Forever, there's uh, lyrics about it. In Strawberry Fields Forever, you can hear um, John saying, quote unquote, I buried Paul. He says he said something different, but if you like, you know, listen to it, sometimes, you know, it's a phenomenon where you hear two different things when you hear the same audio and one of the things that you can hear is either Paul in the Magical Mystery Tour album art there um, there's a ghostly image of Paul McCartney reaching towards like the viewer and on that same um, album cover there's a walrus depicted above Paul McCartney and apparently a walrus is a symbol of death in some cultures um, in the white album there's references to casket you know and death and like the whole album there's a lot of references to it and if you play, um, if you play it backwards, you hear a lot of like weird sounds, like car accident sounds and like screams and all kinds of weird stuff. And there's actually, I think the most damning evidence is there's a line in the White Album in a song. I think it's something Onion. But here's another clue: the walrus is Paul, which is kind of weird lyric. But if you agree with the idea that a walrus is a symbol of death, and then them giving a clue that, you know that they buried Paul, that Paul's dead, and you know, that the walrus is depicted with him. Like there's a lot of little things that kind of like lead to it, but I think that can just be attributed to artist, like to being artistic. I don't think that Paul McCartney actually died. Yeah, and this theory ranges from crazy to fairly simple. Um, Megan Fox is a fairly simple one. Um, they show pictures of her before and after, and she doesn't look anything alike but like i'm looking at the pictures they have here and i'm gonna be honest it just looks like she got surgery <laughs> that's it she doesn't look crazily different or anything she just looks like she had surgery um and so some people say that they were they replaced her with a completely different person um but yeah um 
Another simple one is Miley Cyrus. Um, Miley Cyrus used to have a stunt double, and the stunt double looked freakily similar to her. And so they believe that she died of an overdose in 2010. She has a stunt double that looks eerily similar to her, and they believe that Miley Cyrus died in 2010 of an overdose, and instead of just letting her die, her corporations or whatever replaced her with her stunt double. And then now, Miley Cyrus is just her stunt double. And the reason people think this is a big deal is because back a long time ago during a live concert, they actually caught her using someone else because uh, she didn't want to go up on stage or whatever. Wow. And so they caught her using a uh, stand-in, like during the concert when she was supposed to be singing. Dang. Yeah, so that one's a... But then you have, like, the far-out theories. The far-out is Britney Spears and Eminem. So the reason I say far-out is because people believe that these people were replaced by straight-up Illuminati clones. Like, straight-up synthesized people. The one for Britney Spears is that they were in a terrible car accident um, back when they were dating in the late 90s. This theory says Britney died, and since then, a set of clones have filled in for her. Theorists particularly like her 2005 track, Mona Lisa, on which she, she sings, She's Been Cloned, for God's sake. Clone Britney, play it cool. And so they think that she was replaced with like a straight up clone. And for Eminem, there's a lot. The Eminem's probably one of the biggest theories or standers for this theory. Yeah. Because they're, they're saying that there was a period of time when he made Encore and Relapse. The reason he made Encore and Relapse, two of his albums, is because the real Slim Shady died. So they think that Relapse is his clone coming in after they had replaced him, right after Encore. The new Eminem is very different. Uh, they say that he acted different, they say that he looked different, which I can kind of see because if you look at all the Eminem and not even current Eminem, like post-relapse, post-relapse, post he just looked different. He just looked way different. And it was like a very fast transition. It wasn't like looking at a 20 year old photo versus a today photo. It's yeah. like a four year gap, you look at one, and then the other, and you're like, what? And then now he looks way different again, because yeah. he's old and he grew a beard and all that. But I don't know, this one is a little weird because if it was a clone, wouldn't you think he would look exactly the same? Maybe not necessarily, because you know you still have to grow the clone in less time than it took for you to grow the real M&M, so maybe the rushed manufacturing process caused the body to form a little differently. I don't know, I think that Eminem just aged weird. Yeah, I don't think it's a clone. We've gotten a bad fight in his facial structure. <laughs> um, There's actually another one on this list that I like to include. Yeah, go for it. So, y'all know that this is this is very infamous man. His name is Kim John Un. And in 2020, there was um, there was some. He had some health problems, and he went missing for quite a while, where he wasn't publicly appearing. And, you know, a lot of people were worried. They're like, what happened? You know, Kim Jong-un got sick. You know, apparently there was news that he had to have you know, surgery um, and all kinds of other little things like that. But basically the gist is that he had got, you know, there was rumors of him getting sick. And for some of his stature, for his country, him getting sick is a big deal because they kind of have to worship him for this whole country to work. So the idea is that he was replaced with a bone you know, his brother or something else, because 
you know, if their greatest leader just up and dies, that it leads for a very, very big like opportunity for an uprising. And there's a new photo of Kim Jong-un released in 2021, and he looks nothing like he did before. I'm not saying that it's likely that this happened, but I'm saying if this is going to happen anywhere, the head of the most extreme dictatorship in the world would be the place for them to replace someone with a lookalike to remain in control. Because not only does he not look the same, but like the way this country works, if Kim Jong-un had just up and died, that would be very bad for the powers that be there. That They this, have the most motivation to actually do that. This one is probably the one I would believe the most out of any of them because it's such a secluded government. And like, yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, it just, it kind of makes sense, you know, if he were to get replaced. Aiden is gonna save that picture that he just showed me and we're gonna add it to Patreon so you guys have access to it. And if anyone from North Korea is listening, we do not believe they're this not at all. Be yeah, listening. No. <laughs> There's no way they're gonna if be listening. If the North Korean government is listening, we don't believe this at all. Just, just saying, like, we don't, we don't live in America. We don't, we live in Mexico. <laughs> don't come find us. I don't know, I totally believe that. But, like, all the others, no, not really. That um, one seems the most likely of all the celebrity imposters just because, like, they have the resources to do so and the actual motivation. Right, yeah, because if they lose their only all-controlling leader, then that's it, right? Exactly. You know, and then that people can be like, oh, he is faulty, he can die, maybe he's not a god, maybe we can revolt. You know, they need to keep up the, his image. So, that's just about it. Uh, if you guys liked these topics, let us know in the comments and we can revisit them. Maybe we can make some of these conspiracy theories a whole episode like just on one conspiracy theory we could dive really deep into it if that's what you guys are interested in pull out the notebooks you know like go hard you know going you know investigative journalism we'll go to north korea ourselves you know <laughs> interview kim jong-un or the look like you know you know how it is the interview yeah like the um, interview. <laughs> so yeah um if you guys are interested in that just let us know uh you can find this podcast on all major podcasting platforms like apple podcast spotify the only one we're probably not on is youtube um you can also find us on google podcasts check out our podcast patreon tier we have a tier just for podcast <laughs> listeners who are interested in supporting us even more we have other tiers for those of you who are interested in photographs and digital art check out our instagram our website and you can find all of the services we offer there so yeah uh, until next time